Hello, Xbox Nation. Good afternoon and welcome to today's incredible Xbox Factor podcast. We have actually a stacked panel. Normally, it's just the four of us. It's Pong Soul, it's Zemi Games, and of course, 3Bit, who has just recently joined the fray. But we originally were going to, or at least I was originally going to put a panel together to stream the Nintendo event, which just went live. And of course, I had a good friend of the industry reach out to me and said, hey, boom, uh, FYI, if you stream it, you're going to get a copyright claim from Nintendo. And it turns out that that tipster, a good friend of mine, was in fact right, because Nintendo put out a statement today telling all fans to please not stream their event, otherwise you would get copyright claimed. I mean, I've never heard of such a thing. It is the most preposterous thing I've ever heard of, exactly opposite of what uh, Xbox did. Uh, and, uh, you know, obviously, um, you know, everyone that did stream it, I think, could pretty much say that they did, in fact, get a claim. But I believe Microsoft is behind the scenes is working on that to get those claims removed so we can, of course, make money on the videos that we did for the live stream. Uh, it's a real funny business and uh, when it comes to YouTube. And there are bots that are, are, that are there to do this to, you know, p- protect, you know, obviously people's um you know music and stuff but it's it's a little frustrating when you're trying to do uh these events and you you know all you have is the be- best interest of yourself as well as the community and the product that you are streaming about but listen uh this is going to be a big show uh we we're going to open up with some Todd Howard news um that's right the God Howard, Howard. God Howard praise uh, his name praise his name <laughs> that wears <laughs> the, the the best he probably wears the, the the leather jacket the best i would even say he challenges the fonts um and uh, he he was interviewed uh, by the Telegraph. It's a it's a publication in the UK. And folks, uh, for some reason, for some rhyme, for some reason, for some uh, instability, whether it's mentally or just emotionally, there are people still writing stories that Starfield is in fact coming to the PlayStation Five, and it is almost preposterous. In fact, I would dare say it's embarrassing. But I have a statement uh, from God Howard that basically. <laughs> sums that up and I, I i guess i can say that this is the nail or the final nail in the coffin of playstation 5 ever getting anything bethesda ever again um and we'll we'll get to that and of course we're going to be talking about the event we're going to be talking about what the first party uh um what, what it means now for xbox and its millions of fans and even people looking from the outside in what exactly does first party mean um, how it was basically uh, all questions and doubts of what Microsoft can do regarding first party was answered, at least in my opinion, and that we're definitely going to get to that. But let's get into the introductions, and we'll start with our two guests first. Kirby Louise, first of all, brother, welcome back to the program. You've been a part of this several times. I'm happy to have you here. I know you're excited to talk about Xbox. How have you been? I've been good. Um, just... Uh kind of watching the Nintendo Direct in the background when I'm not talking, uh, and uh, been working on uh, my game engines, programming stuff over the last couple of weeks, Been got some new games for my PC. It's been a good time, I think. Nice, nice. Well, glad to have you here, brother. Cannot wait to hear what you have to say about Microsoft's conference, which I think obviously is the, is the clear winner of E3. I mean, obviously, Nintendo, outside of uh, announcing the switch pro which i don't think they're going to do 
Uh, the only one that's missing is Sony, and at this point, we don't even know what Sony is going to do. So, uh, a clear winner, Microsoft. But we'll get into that. Fuzzy Belvedere, it's been a been a while, brother. Uh, you know, you've obviously been a part of this community for quite some time. It's glad, it's really great to have you back on the show. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Greatly appreciate being here, man. It's that this past E3 was just everything that I kind of hoped for, plus or minus one or two things, but. A fantastic show and I, I'm so glad to be here to chit chat about it and hopefully you know put some of these old memes like Xbox has no games to rest yeah no I I think that that question was answered and it really is you know we've joked about this on this show many many times uh, with you know when you talk about game pass and the and the ability to have uh, hundreds of games available to you uh, the, 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 the meme that we've always went with is Xbox has too many games. And I think that has, uh, is going to be something that we're going to be talking about for quite some time, because if you look at what's coming, I mean, just, just look at the event at, at, you know, from face value, 27 of the 30 games shown were all Xbox game pass. I mean, that's just madness. And Mm -hmm. those games uh, are coming, uh, this year. A lot of them, which is pretty awesome, and even some in 2022. But let's get to the roundtable of panel members that are normally here. We're going to start with uh, Zemi Games. Now, Zemi Games, if if you didn't know, uh, he had made a bet. Now, I don't know if this bet wasn't with me, but he made a bet with someone that if Forza Horizon 5 was announced for 2021, he would have to shave his beard, and he's a man of his word, and he did. Um, and uh, th- that that nice clean face now goes with that bold clean head. Zemi, how are you feeling after the shave? Not good. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, well, you know, and, and, and slight co- correction. Uh, the bet was actually with you. The bet was with uh, everyone that was on the panel at the time. I don't remember everyone, but I, you know, of course, you would have to be there because it was it happened on your show. Uh, but I mean, we're talking and, you know, it was like a year, a year and a half ago. Maybe that's we were, why I don't remember I'm old. So yeah, we, me. we were speculating on what we thought was going to be the next Forza game. And, and, you know, I, I chose wrong and now I don't have a beard. <laughs> well, at least you're a man of your word. I mean, we have to, we have to give you credit where credit is due. You shaved your beard. It's going to grow back. Um, and, uh, you know, listen, you're, you're going to be, you're, you know, you, you definitely showed your, uh, your man manship, if you will, uh, by by do shaving it. But you know what? Listen, it, it's great to have. I you mean, here. It, it may grow back, boom, but I'm never going to get those hairs back. Okay, well, those hairs are gone for life. So yeah, yeah you, you are you are onto something. Yeah. I got to thank two new people. Uh, we have first of all, my brother rejoined. Uh, uh, Neo Mental has become a channel member, and of course, uh, I believe it's Pro F Triple J has become uh, a channel member. Thank you for that, dude. Super, super appreciate it. Uh, let's go to Pong Soul. Now, Pong, listen, you and I, we seem, we always seem to say the same thing. Uh, <laughs> it felt like we haven't podcasted in a month. And I, I think know. that is the brotherly love that we have for one another. How the hell are you? And did you enjoy Microsoft's E3? Don't go into details. We're going to get your, your opinion course, on it. But did you have fun? Oh, my God. How could you not have fun? Boom. Speculation town came through in so many different ways. Uh, everything we've been talking ta- talking about all these months led up to that moment on Sunday, and we saw so much goodness out of Xbox. I could not be happier, Boom, just like you. It has felt like it's been forever, even though my whole life has been podcasting for the past six days. Uh, you know, but here we are, Boom, we're, we're 
back together. Xbox Factor Podcast. This is beautiful. We've got my brother from another 3-bit here. We've got my brother from another fuzzy from the shop podcast here. And of course, I finally get the podcast with Kirby Louise. This is going to be a fantastic show. And quick shout out to Twitch Gaming for finally standing up to Nintendo. Talk about, talk about that for a second. That's Explain right. Explain to the people. Explain yes, to the people what absolutely. They finally put, they put out a tweet just a little bit ago uh, that they said this is not normal for Nintendo to come out and do this garbage and say that nobody else can stream uh, their uh, presser. So they... Twitch Gaming finally stood up and said, since nobody else can co-stream, Twitch Gaming is not going to be streaming uh, the Nintendo show. So that is good on them for finally somebody big standing up and saying, enough is enough, Nintendo. This is 2021. All these people are trying to give you free marketing, free advertising by spreading the word to all their followers, to you know everybody that's going to watch uh, and just want to celebrate uh, what you're doing, you're not going to allow that. So guess what? We're not going to participate in this either. So good on them. I got to give them props, dude. I, I think I think that you know what? This is something we're going to probably going to be talking about on Friday's breakfast with Boom. Uh, I think it has to be discussed simply because this is one of the biggest moves I think in streaming that we have seen in in, in years. And to tell Nintendo to suck it. Uh, is uh, is it? Uh, all I want to do is uh, uh, hug somebody from Twitch because I think it's yep. it's about time. I think you're on something. It is about time someone told Nintendo that their way is not the right way, Correct. and it's an ancient way. And I don't understand how they still do this. Like it is, it is 2021. Um, obviously, there is no real E3. How are you supposed to celebrate your favorite brand if you're not going to be there in person? Well, you would do it digitally, and they've even taken that away from the streamers, which is preposterous on every level. Absolutely. 100% um, boom. So, we'll, 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 like I said, we'll, we're going to get into that, and I believe King David will, in fact, be joining with us to get the, uh, the king back. Uh, but last night, listen, if you missed primetime with gaming, Dude, I'm gonna tell everyone. Listen, I know I'm the I'm I'm the producer. I'm the host. I get it. It's probably my favorite show, at least with prime time of 2021. We had one of the biggest, most monster panels we've ever put together. Uh, we had Lord Cognito join us. We had Dealer Gaming join us. We also had uh, making his grandest return, Gaming Forte, uh, as well as the panel. And what was crazy. And what was humbling beyond absolute words is besides having Chris Grinnell in the chat, which, of course, he was on a couple of weeks ago, ex-Sony developer, Paris Lilly hung out for almost half of the show in the chat. I mean, awesome. Yeah, Paris Lilly, that guy. That's game, Gamertag Radio, kind of funny. Paris Lilly, that guy. Yeah, he was there. And um, Paris, I don't know if you're here now. Probably not. But if you are, I am still waiting, I'm checking my email daily for that. Uh, call up to the big leagues and on the Xbox kind of funny show. I would absolutely freak out if that ever happened. Maybe he was, you know, checking out the, you know, the boomster to see if that could in fact happen. But we'll, we, you know, we'll only know very soon. Uh, but you know what? Let's welcome in 3-Bit. 3-Bit, you have become a regular panel member on this version of the Xbox Factor podcast because you were doing something on Thursdays. Welcome back, brother. How you feeling? Feeling great. It's been such a busy weekend. Uh, it was really amazing that uh, the team for Ubisoft, Akira, 
and the rest of the team that I was able to see my little title cards pop up with <laughs> with uh, Extraction and, and some other games. That was really cool. And Xbox has killed it this year. And being able to uh, podcast with everybody and see the reactions with the Xbox show, uh, it was amazing. Just getting to <laughs> be uh, with the community in that moment was just was priceless and something I missed last year for sure. So it's been a great week. Uh, glad to be on the show with Pong and Zemi. I think this is technically my my first Tuesday show, maybe. Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> so it's my introduction show. So it's going to be a, a good one and uh, excited to see some of these topics. Well, listen, like I said in the opening, uh, I want to get to uh, the, um, the interview with Todd Howard. Uh, and again, this was uh, an interview with uh, a very credible uh, publication called The Telegraph. And I'm going to read verbatim of what uh, Todd Howard had to say. And this, of course, this is referring directly to Starfield's exclusivity on Xbox. And um, he was asked uh, whether or not it was uh, he was asked to pick a side, which I thought was a little a uh, little blunt, in my opinion. He says pick a side, meaning PlayStation with a question mark. Is that what you mean? Well, a little bit. You don't ever want to leave people out, right? But at the end of the day, your ability to focus and say, this is the game I want to make. These are the platforms I want to make them on. And being able to really lean in on those is going to make for a better product. By focusing on the platforms, you really get to lean in on a lot of making it the best it can be for those systems. And we're big believers in all of the avenues that Xbox and Microsoft are going are doing to get games to more people, whether that's in uh, the integration with the PC, which is huge for us, the cloud streaming and all of those other things. So I think it's about taking the long term view and our benefit um, and our benefit that those things are really fundamentally good. So we we see it actually opening up more and more and more. So that people's ability to play the games or to play our games via Game Pass and other things, their ability to play games doesn't go down. It goes dramatically up. All I can say is I'm proud to be a part of Xbox. And I think it's a great for the community of gamers that they have. End quote. Okay, Pong, I, I want to go to you first on this because obviously you're a big proponent of God Howard. Um, listen, uh, I thought it, I, I think, I think that, the fact that we're still talking about this is is this, this will be the last time. But I wanted to kind of put the final nail in the coffin to what exactly was said because I, I thought it was clear that after Phil Spencer, Sarah Bond, and uh, and other people from Xbox said, uh, including the advertisement Xbox exclusive, that it would be understood that it was exclusive. But there are people still running stories that it's not. I I, I don't know what else to say about it. What are your thoughts on his? I, I guess declaration that yeah, PlayStation folks, sorry, you're gonna have to buy an Xbox or get Game Pass. <laughs> it's ridiculous that we're still here talking about this boom. Ah, my God. Uh, yeah, if, if if you couldn't tell from the show, if you couldn't tell from every screen popping up saying exclusive in giant letters, I, I can't help you. Uh, and, you know, even with Todd coming out and saying this, uh, you know, I don't even know if people are going to stop this stupid narrative. But uh, it was good to hear from the man himself uh, once again coming out uh, and clarifying and re- restating 
everything that has already been said uh, and putting to rest once and for all uh, that this is exclusive to Xbox, to the Game Pass, wherever Game Pass is, as Phil said, uh, when they announced the acquisition, um, you know, that is the important key here. Again, nobody goes and spends $7.5 billion on a publisher in ZeniMax to share all of those goods with the rest of the competition. This is still business at the end of the day. As much as Phil has been known to be a kumbaya kind of guy, he has also put that narrative to rest. He understands that in business, you can't always hold hands and say, hey, everybody, we're friends here. Sony certainly does not hold hands with anybody uh, with the deals that they do. That is business. And this is what this is about. And yes, Todd Howard came out and I think maybe, maybe again, I don't think so because some people just like to continue these ridiculous things. But I think finally, maybe hammered home the final nail in the coffin of this narrative and said enough is enough. We are focused on making awesome, incredible, mind bending games for Xbox and which is now our home. And that's it. Nobody else is getting a share in this pie. Come on over, join in. We've got a million different ways. He said it right there in that quote as well, uh, talking about, you know, yeah, I don't, you know, he he even states, you know, yeah, I want as many people to play as possible, um, and I don't like limiting that, but we believe that Xbox is providing uh, so many different avenues for people to play our games that in the end run, this is a good thing, and we are happy to be a part of this family and be here in this home and sharing it with as many people as possible here. So come on over, join us. You know, that that's what this is all about. Um, so, yeah, I think that this... This is it, uh, and it was good to, for hear him to come out in this interview and uh, finally put that all to rest. Yeah, no, real quick, Zemi Games, let's get your opinion on this, brother. You are obviously a big fan <clears throat> of uh, of what Todd Howard brings to the table. Was this the nail in the final coffin for you? Uh, and and the question that I have is, why do people continue to provide false hope to people that do not want to get involved with Xbox? Yeah. Well, I mean, first off, where was this? Where was this uh, done? Like, where was this interview done? And and did that journalist actually say pick a side? No, he asked. Well, he. he I mean, I don't have the entire. I had. I had the only the quotes from Todd Howard. Okay. He basically said, you know, like w which side would you pick? Uh, you know, and uh, you know, obviously, he said. If, I th I think it went something to the effect that if you were uh, still um, not owned by Microsoft, which side would you pick? And he said, well, what do you mean pick a side? Like pick PlayStation. Which okay. I think, yeah. which is ridiculous. But yeah, I mean, I mean that's that's a little unprofessional, uh, to be honest. But, um, you know, I, I love Todd. Todd's amazing. Um, I don't think that we needed Todd's input on this to figure out that you know Starfield is definitely an exclusive. And uh, if you're if you're you know looking closely at what Phil has said in the past and what Xbox you know just generally has shown us here um, after acquiring Bethesda, uh, it definitely seems that you know. All of the uh, Bethesda games, besides what's already under contract or, you know, potentially multiplayer is going to be, um, you know, multiplayer such as, you know, uh, Elder Scrolls or what's currently already, you know, existing on other platforms is going to be exclusive. Right. Um, I was I was a huge proponent for 
um, you know, them not going the exclusivity route. But, you know, I, I, I had that idea for very, very different reasons. And those reasons were not to support any form of, you know, console war, or tribalism or anything like that. Um, but, you know, I, I'm, I'm at the point where, you know, if, you know, Phil says they're going to be exclusive, they're going to be exclusive, right? Um, I don't think that this, you know, conversation or Todd's, uh, you know, uh, response during this interview is going to, to, to quell everyone. I think that there you're, we're still going to see this type of, uh, conversation on, you know, social platforms like Twitter. I think there's still going to be people that are very, very upset and, you know, rightfully so, you know, a lot of us Xbox fans, we, we, we cheered whenever we heard that Zenimax was being acquired by Xbox. Uh, and it's because we knew that they made really, really good games and a heck of a lot of them. Um, and, and, and the PlayStation guys, they know that too. And so they're, un, you know, they're, they're, they're definitely going to be upset, right? This is going to be something that's probably going to take, uh, a few more years for them to, you know, 100% get over. And I'm sure probably some people aren't going to get over it. Um, but overall they are exclusives, right? And, you know, any, any, you know, way around that as of right now, um, just kind of, is just a bozo move in my opinion. I agree. I agree. Uh, let's uh, let's get Kirby Louise. Kirby, was this uh, was this uh, you know, I guess the last straw for anyone that was thinking that uh, Microsoft spent that kind of money to allow uh, you know th uh, these games to be on other platforms that did not support Xbox Game Pass because you know they're they're poor. They need the money. Um, no, I I have been of the opinion that since the Bethesda Roundtable and Phil Spencer made it crystal clear that the the games would be you know bethesda games would be exclusive to platforms with game pass that that was the so-called final nail in the coffin and you know that's i i don't i did i didn't exactly follow i guess or pay attention to where this came from so all i can say is it was made clear then and i don't know why we still have to go through this yeah, no. Again, this would be the last time we speak about it. But yeah, you're you're absolutely right. I and I, I'm in agreement with you. The roundtable for me cleared up a lot of the confusion, a lot of the you know the different wording on how things were, and I I was clear to it. Fuzzy Belvedere, let's get your opinion on this, and we'll start the actual show, and we'll move we'll move on from this uh, permanently. Um, are you happy that uh, this was? Uh, I I guess the last time that anyone could say anything i mean obviously you know todd howard works for microsoft obviously mm -hmm. you know they're he's they're they're acquired uh and i think people were still hoping that this would be a thing even though and and that's and what's great i think the reason why we're talking about this is because i saw personally three articles written about this specifically saying that no 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 playstation people there's still a chance <laughs> What, you mean they, they won't have access to it a year later? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I, I thought it was funny. Um, as far as all of those that's on Twitter and other social media platforms talking about, oh, bank on it. A year later or at some point, they'll be on PlayStation 5. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I look at it this way. I, Xbox wants you into the Game Pass ecosystem. So yes. Why? Uh, why would they put the stuff elsewhere? That that de-incentivizes you to sign up. So yes. it it was kind of like a given, and you know Phil Spencer kind of put, you know, I I thought a, a clear message out there or a clear signal that that's what 
this purchase was about and that should have ended anything. But I know some people were hanging on his words of uh, uh, what was it that, you know, the legacy stuff that they'll still support, which kind of means the games that are out there, they'll still put. Yeah, you, they're, they're going to support like uh, Fallout 76. They're going to they're going to, you know, uh, Elder Scrolls Online. These games, <laughs> when they have new expansions, are going to be supported on other platforms because those platforms are in quote unquote legacy. But exactly. anything new is well, you know, like I said, I've said in many shows. In the words of the great and late Richard Pryor, "Tough titty if you don't have Game Pass." <laughs> exactly. I, I don't know. I, I think too many of of those on the non Xbox side look at things like Tomb Raider when they were like. Oh, you have a uh, uh, an exclusive? Is it timed? When is it coming to PlayStation? That's not fair. That's anti-consumer. And it's like, but yet they don't say boo about, you know, when Insomniac is acquired by Sony. Yes, I understand. They've had a working relationship for decades. But, hey, I guess we're not going to get a Sunset Overdrive 2 on an Xbox. But I don't see them, you know, chanting, oh, well, a year later you'll have access to it, right? Right. Just yeah, uh, it, yeah it, it's it's a done deal. I'm glad Todd Howard put another nail on the coffin. But I, I think at this point we might as well just you know burn that coffin, you know, just cremate the remains and huh. and, and be done with it. Yep. No, I absolutely agree. And three bit. Once you close out this particular shenanigans topic, uh, again, not really meant for the show, but I, I figured we would spend a few times, a few minutes, just talking about it. Are you happy that Todd Howard came out and basically? Close the door on 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 any and PlayStation Five ever getting anything Bethesda or at least Starfield. I thought it was crazy that like people are still questioning the fact after they put the text of Xbox exclusive on the official poster. Like, was that <laughs> enough? Was that not enough? <laughs> and you also had Sarah Bond come out it's like, hey, and yes, this is an exclusive, right? Uh, in addition to that uh, talk with Phil that these games, uh, wherever Game Pass lies, you know, is where these Bethesda games will go unless there is a pre-existing contract. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's just at this point, it's, it's just sort of grasping for the straws. These, like, people obviously want these games. Um, and that's, you know, it's, if you want to play these Bethesda games, at least with Xbox, you have different options, right? Um, to play it, you have PC, you have Xbox, you have xCloud, and then you also have the streaming stick that's coming. So it, it's not like, it, it, at least with the ecosystem, you have different options if you didn't want to buy an Xbox per se. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really crazy to me that people are are still saying this. Uh, even, I don't know how many times they have to say this game is going to be exclusive. I hope this is the last time. Uh, and they just start, I don't know, just, just, I don't know what else they could do, honestly. They keep saying it's exclusive over and over. Uh, and uh, we are in the position where we are having articles where they're saying like, oh, it may still come to the PS5. So I don't, I, <laughs> I don't know what they could do at this point. But, you know, at least uh, within the ecosystem is how I like to look at it. Uh, you have different options um, with in playing as the titles yes and and i think that's the key i I, and i think that is exactly what todd howard was referring to uh the way that sony does it is they say it's for 
well, they lie a lot. They say it's for the PlayStation 5 and they use Terra Tactics to make you buy one if you can find one. And then they, uh, you know, a month later release it on the PlayStation 4. Uh, I feel that, I mean, a perfect example, Godfall. Uh, if you remember that whole shenanigans, it could only be on the PlayStation 5 because of the incredible and powerful SSD. And guess what was just announced for the PlayStation 4? Well, Godfall's coming. And it's not going to matter because that game sucks. Uh, <laughs> I have it. I bought it. I bought it used. And I want to punish myself spending the money because it's another a gearbox didn't make it they published it but it's an awful title it's just awful um it is not even worthy to be called a destiny clone it's just it sucks um and so don't buy it um uh, but you know what i, I want to move on to the thumbnail commentary for today's show and i and i think this is going to be a topic that we're going to be stuck on for a bit because i think it holds a tremendous amount of relevance uh, for this community that follows me, uh, the community of Xbox that supports, in my opinion, the best box in the business. Uh, and basically, the title of said thumbnail was Microsoft silences the gaming industry on first party. And I think that they didn't just silence them. I think they sewed their lips shut. And you know what? It's It's very easy when you do these shows to talk about what was there, right? But I kind of want to start this round-robin conversation of what wasn't there and why it's relevant and why it's important. Um, Microsoft showed us a glimpse or a peek behind the curtain of first-party games that we, we kind of knew about but weren't officially announced. But I, I, I want to go – I just want to read the list of what is coming and what wasn't at E3 2021 for Microsoft – and it just is it's going to prove my point that Microsoft is hitting on so on every cylinder and that the onslaught of first party games that will be coming is not going to be believed. Folks, this is what wasn't at E3 for them. Hellblade 2, Indiana Jones, Fable, Forza Motorsport, Avowed, Compulsions Game, Gears 6, Everwild, State of Decay. Folks. Every one of these games here have the potential to be AAA bangers, bombs, whatever you want to call them. And they weren't there, but they're being worked on as we speak. Now, I know I might have missed one or two. So if I did throw it in the chat and say, hey, boom, you missed one, you missed three, whatever. But I want to go to Zemi Games first on this. Zemi, you know, you've been doing the Xbox Factor <clears throat> with me for quite some time. And, mm -hmm. you know, again, we, we've had conversations where, you know, we've questioned what Microsoft, in fact, was doing for first party. Uh, yeah. Was that was the question of first party answered for you at this year's E3? You know, it depends on the question, right? Um, you know, if the question is, you know, how does Xbox have games? Yeah, of course that was answered. And that was answered way before this show, but it was just reinforced during this show uh, at all the games that they have, right? I mean, it's incredible. Like, you know, I, I, I don't think that there is a single you know, independent company that is currently able to produce the same quantity of content as what Xbox is able to with their number of studios, right? And I could be mistaken, but I don't think that there's anyone else out there, any, and you know, you know, company that's able to do that, right? Um, you know, even even big publishers like EA, I think, would have a hard time maybe releasing the 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 amount of content that we are kind of expecting to see from Xbox here in the coming years, right? Um, 
So, of course, Xbox has games, right? But there still is a question, and, and this question has not been answered yet, but I think it surely will, and I think that we're all going to get a very, very good answer off of it. Are Xbox first parties good, right? You know, we know that they have the ability to make the quantity, but we don't know that, you know, 100% every single one of these games or even the majority of them are going to be really, really good and, and capture gamers' attentions for years to come, right? We don't know that. Um, I, I, I feel very positive about it. I think that we, we will know that, you know, hopefully very, very soon, uh, by the end of this year and, and we'll have the, you know, definitive answer of yes, Xbox can make amazing fun games and they can, you know, pop them out very consistently. Right. But as far as of right now, we don't have that answer, but as far as, you know, does Xbox have games? We absolutely have that answer. That, that question is, should no longer ever be used. I'm sure it still will be right. You know? Um, or, or even just the statement, hey, Xbox has no games. I'm sure people will still say that the same way that they're still going to hope for, you know, um, you know, Starfield and Elder Scrolls and all these other, you know, Bethesda titles to come to PlayStation, right? Like there's always going to be people out there that are that are hoping for it. But uh, I, I think overall, they they definitely if you saw that and you weren't impressed, there's nothing that's going to impress you. Right. So right. just the sheer number of what Xbox is able to accomplish with all their mini studios. Uh, it really does seem that we're looking at here and, you know, the relatively near future we're we're definitely going to get multiple releases from their first party every every quarter. It, it definitely looks that way. Yep. So I don't see how you can't be impressed, uh, impressed with that. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. I, I, I think you're onto something. I will say this. Uh, if anyone uh, walked away from Forza Horizon 5's display with their jaws on the ground, like literally flopping on the ground, well, you can just uh, expect more flopping because that is the tech that is going to be used for uh, uh, Fable. And uh, if you if you looked at some of the way that the way that that, that I mean, I thought it was it, it was produced so well. Where they even showed like the cactus uh, and 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 the, the pincers on the cactus. That that is what you're going to be seeing uh, coming to Fable, folks. This is, I mean, obviously it's not the same team. It's, it's the Forza team is different than the Fable team. But my God, a lot to look forward to. But you know what, Pong, I want to bring you in on this conversation. But before I do, I got to catch up on some of these outstanding super chats. There's been quite a few of them. Outbreak podcast starts them off. For the day, first one of the day with a two dollars super chat says, "Boom, uh, who had to shave his beard?" Well, obviously it's a little late. You know it was Zemi. Well, certainly not me. I don't have a beard anyway, and I would have gladly shaved my beard. Uh, Gerald Mack drops a five dollars super chat and shout out to one of the hardest working podcast content creators in the business. Thank you, dude. That's very kind of you to say, Mister Boomstick. And your all-star panel, let's talk about Xbox E3. Yes, and that's what we're going to do for this entire episode. Good friend of the show, Psychonauts, drops a very generous $2 super chat and says, good afternoon, everyone on the panel and in the chat. And good afternoon afternoon to you, my brother. Gamer by choice, drops a very generous $5 super chat and says, if you look at the world, at the world, the level of denial people can achieve, it's ridiculous and scary. Indeed, Nightwolf, generous friend of the show, he drops... An outstanding five dollars super chat and says, "I have to say, it won't be as 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 big in scope, but I I got serious Star Citizen vibes from Starfield. The ship and the environment alone looked very similar. Yeah, I mean it's going to be something special. I think Gerald Mack. Wow, he drops another five dollars super chat and says, "There's still a chance for PlayStation to play, but that's the game. Jim Dance right moves Ryan just has to accept Game Pass, and he never will. Uh, you'll never see Game Pass." <laughs> 
you might see it on Nintendo. That's a, that's definitely something I think is coming. Maybe not this year. You will never see it on the, on PlayStation because uh, they they will never allow it. Um, it would it, it would be them like them losing if they did. Um, Smitty Smith, generous friend of the show. Wow, he drops an outstanding ten dollars super chat and says, "So boom, are 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 you saying that Starfield's exclusive to Xbox? I need more clarification. Besides <laughs> that, many times it was explained in detail. LOL. God bless these <laughs> fools out here. The Book of X, indeed. Salute and, to Smitty Smith <laughs> and drawn, awesome. T, drawn TJ, good friend of the show. He drops an outstanding five dollars super chat and says. Don't forget, boom, Xbox is going to have another showcase this Thursday. Yes, folks, guess what? We're covering it right here. We're going to be going live uh, at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then we're going to go into the coverage, which starts with Paris Lily uh, at, at, um, at 1 p.m. And then from there, we will talk about what was shown. And we're expecting, so I don't know if it's going to be deep dives. I don't know if we're going to get a chance to see new trailers but we're definitely getting uh, some uh, people that missed E3. Um, but we, 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 obviously, we're going to soon find out uh, as rumors start to percolate. Pong, let's get to you, brother. Uh, w- the question of the day is, has Microsoft's Xbox Game Studios answered the question of first party? And like me, do you agree that the, the, the conversation really isn't about what was there, but what wasn't and is coming. Oh my God, Boom! Are you kidding me? That 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 rumble in the distance that we talked about so many times that 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 is a full blown roar right now. Uh, the avalanche has started, uh, and for all the people who wanted to turn their back on it or, or or cover their ears and not not hear what was coming, again, anybody who understands anything knows that when you have as many development teams as Microsoft now does underneath their umbrella as Xbox does within their family that the it, it's just a, a simple fact that we know that these teams are making games and when you look at how many they're going to be producing right this is just the tip of the iceberg you can plan it out for for i don't know how long now microsoft has been talking about xbox has been talking about that they want at least one big game per quarter and when you look at what they've got without talking about any future acquisitions which we know is going to happen they've got the ability to do that now and what they did on sunday was start to show that roadmap right they focused on what is coming very soon yeah we saw a couple games that are further out but we, we what we saw was just what is coming in the next probably 12 to 18 months right and that's what they wanted to do because as we've talked about in the show boom what is ha- going to happen at this point is that they are going to have to spotlight so many different games coming all the time that they're almost going to have to have a quarterly show just to show what's coming in the next quarter or two uh, because of the simple fact that you can't get through all of the content at just one stage like an E3 or even two stages, let's say E3 XO or E3 VGAs. You're not going to be able to show everything you want to. Um, So yes, they answered the call in spades right here because as you listed off all the the games that weren't shown and then you throw in in exile compulsion working on IPs that we aren't even seeing or know about yet. 
that just adds to that. 2022, 2023 are going to be even bigger, right? Yeah. Than what we saw here. And then that still excludes all third party deals, all second party deals, and even excludes a lot of the smaller games, the indie titles that we're not even talking about. So again, this is this was Phil's vision all along. And when you have a service set up like Game Pass, and that is now your platform, right, for everything. When you have that Netflix uh, model, you know that you have to put in content out consistently uh, to keep people engaged. Uh, so again, People like us who have been looking at this for a long time saw this coming. The people who wanted to turn a blind eye, the people who just want to keep narratives running. Again, I can't help you for for you for your willful ignorance. I can't help you in that. Okay, you 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 can you can do everything you want to to shut out the information, but the information is simple facts. This is exactly what's going to happen. This was the plan all along, and if you think they're done. I'm here to tell you again, even though you're shutting your ears, they're not done yet. I've been saying forever they need 30 plus, uh, 30 At plus, least 30 studios, yeah, 30 studios with 50 plus teams. That's their ultimate goal to make sure that Game Pass constantly is filled with new stuff so that people are like, oh my God, look, I got to go try this. Oh my God, there's always going to be something for everyone. And the people that still aren't invested are going to finally get to a point where they can no longer ignore it. I think it's already there, but I know there's still some people on the fence. But once they start seeing the apps pop up on their TV, once a streaming stick possibility comes out where somebody can just walk into Target or Walmart or wherever and pick up a streaming stick for, you know, let's say 40 bucks or or 90 bucks with a controller yes. and they can just plug it into their TV and have access to this with a monthly subscription. Those are the people that they have to continuously try uh, to bring in. And that's what they're going to do because, again, eventually, just like Netflix back in the day when it first started out, yeah, there was a big group of people, but there wasn't a whole lot of content. But people started talking about it, started telling their friends, hey, this Netflix thing is pretty cool. We get all this cool stuff here. But then they ramped it up to 100 and, and that's what Xbox is doing. They're accelerating this process uh, and trying to even jump ahead of where Netflix was in as far as the curve goes. I'm not talking about total subscribers. We'll see when they finally get there. But I'm talking about the curve of how long it takes people to really start uh, getting uh, talking about it consistently where they're telling their friends, hey, look, this just dropped in Game Pass. This just dropped in Game Pass. You should come over here. We can play together. It's no big deal. It's a, it's a small subscription fee each month. You get access to 400 titles. I mean, come on over. Come on over. Yeah. Uh, that's what they want. Um, and they did that this Sunday. This was the start of their plans. And you could just see the confidence exuding from everybody up on that stage. You could just see that they have a clear vision and they know it's working and they are full steam ahead. And you even got Satya coming out after the show and tweeting about it again, that they, they are all in and how, what a pleasure it was to see what these studios are doing. Uh, this company is all on the same page and they've got the train rolling at extreme rates right now and they're only going to accelerate further yeah no that's that's a fantastic point um and uh well well played L three bit let's get you let's get your uh opinion on this um for you as someone that works within the business a lot of people don't know that uh you are uh you worked with ubisoft this e3 and that's really freaking awesome 
Um, as, as someone, as a fan, not 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 from an industry point of view, but as a fan that has uh, may may or may not have questioned um, Microsoft's ability to pump out uh, quality first party games, was that was was that question answered for you? And again, what wasn't there is really the the crux of the conversation as to what was there, because when you add one and one, uh, it, uh, it equals supposedly uh, plus two. But to me, that told me that we're getting. Uh, AAA bombs in an abundance. What, what were your thoughts on that? Uh, well, first off, I thought the show, the, the way it, it flowed, I think uh, is a, it's a common thing with people who are saying the show flowed very well. <laughs> and yes. not to mention all the games that wasn't there. Crossfire X wasn't there. Scorn, uh, Exomeca, Perfect Dark, Gunk. Those games were not there. Um, and they're also going to have a showcase this coming uh, Thursday, I believe, uh, where some of those de devs will uh, probably Obsidian is going to be there. Ninja Theory is going to be there. There's going to be quite a few of the of the devs that were that missed out on the um, on the event. Yes, um, and, and actually, Fable. This is something I, I just started realizing uh, might look even better considering Horizon is using the older engine for Horizon Five which I didn't know, and Motorsport and Fable will be using the updated version of the engine for next yes. year. So if you thought yes. Forza Horizon 5 looked amazing, it's going to look even it's going to look insane for Motorsport and Fable. Um, and, and so we've been getting different articles about this event where um, it says Xbox exclusive game drive is over from IGN or the gamer was saying despite stronger exclusive games on PS5, it's getting hard to recommend Sony's console over Xbox. So it seems to take a lot for the media to get to this point where they started realizing, like Pong was saying, the ripple effect of games that are, are coming uh, this year and even next year, like 2022 and 2023, it's going to be just ramping up to games coming out monthly. So when we're mentioning this on different shows that because Microsoft has so many studios and that over time it's going to be a plethora of games. This is the vision of, of, of Phil's or, or this generation of Xbox, of, of Game Pass. Game Pass is not getting a down quality uh, uh, of games like I keep seeing the rental thing, but instead it's going to encourage developers to try new things knowing they have the financial backing. And on top of that, since there's so many studios releasing content, they are not bound by the limitation they had previously where they just relied on third-party deal and Halo Gears and Forza. Now Halo Gears and Forza can be the pillars that supports other content like Starfield, Redfall, and Outer Worlds 2. All these amazing games uh, that they showed at the, the, the showcase. And um, so a bunch of AAA games are coming. And 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 yeah. yes, I, I'm really excited uh, to, to see the games that we don't even know about <laughs> even further than that, because we didn't see an update on Indiana Jones or uh, some of these other games that are rumored but wasn't at the showcase. So, yes, there's just so many games coming up the pipeline for Xbox and, and um, not to mention all the games that were at the showcase. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's going to be amazing. I, I do believe the first party questions has been answered and the games they did show was just crazy. It's like 27 games at that showcase were coming straight into game pass um with the exception of like three or so right so amazing 
Yeah, you know what? Real quick, uh, once you jump out, people saying in the chat that you're botting a lot. Yeah, I heard, I heard it come okay. out. So yeah, jump out, jump back in. We'll get you. We'll bring you back in for the uh, for the next question. But uh, Fuzzy Belvedere, let's get let's get your opinion on this. You know, mm -hmm. we were talking in the green room before we went live, and you were obviously very impressed with the first party. But again, I have to I have to you know propose the question. I think it's a fair question. Uh, mm -hmm. Was the first party question for you personally answered? Uh, you know, during the E3, and uh, w w what are your thoughts on that? It, it was, although there, there's a handful of uh, studios that didn't make an appearance, but I, I was really hoping to hear at least something, and yeah, we got one hell of a funny trailer with, excuse my language, uh, with uh, Outer Worlds 2. Yes, that, that I, was I, I think a well-produced like trailer, dude. That was funny, yeah. <laughs> but um, there, there's so many studios now to at least see a handful of them with some of the games that are, are in the pipeline was was fantastic. I mean, would I have preferred Motorsport being there? Sure, but I, I'll happily take Forza Horizon 5 considering how great that thing looks. Like, it really looks like you're looking at a live photo as opposed to a game, and it's like, oh, that's nice, a scenery pick. Maybe that's like one of the pictures they took while they were there, and then the cars drive by, and it's like, oh, no, that's what it's going to look like in-game. Oh, and, and we're looking at a stream, and even when you go back and look at the 4K stream, that's still a stream. It's going to look even better when it's native on your console when you're playing it. Um, but I, I think the, in the grand scheme of things, the first party um, question has been answered. Um, there's games that we saw from previous shows that are still in the works. There's a whole mess of games that are in the works, as well as ones coming before the end of the year. I mean, Halo, like, I'll be honest, and a lot of people know, and I, I hate to you know pull my fraud card out here, but I, I don't necessarily, I'm, I haven't been indoctrinated in the Halo franchise until I came over to Xbox, you know, this past generation. So playing Halo 5 was fine for me. I like the story. I know a lot of people didn't like it because it didn't follow maybe the the normal franchise, you know, story track or, or it wasn't to their liking. But I, I enjoyed it and I look forward to Halo in, uh, Infinite. But that multiplayer, like everybody talks about, OK, Battlefield 2042 uh, looks great. I thought that that multiplayer, you know, trailer or highlights and things. And then they had the even deeper dive showing later um, as far as for that multiplayer, that definitely got my attention so I, I i would have to believe anybody that had any questions about first party for xbox just seeing that show there was something for everyone there from their first party as well as all the third party partners and things like that but uh, you gotta you, it, it, it's amazing how well things are coming along and like i said we're we're talking about 23 studios 35 teams they're going to be doing content updates like Skid Thieves is a game I don't normally play, but seeing that that Disney DLC definitely has me interested. So, you know, the Pirates of the Caribbean, great movie and everything like that. But it, it just seems like a perfect fit for Sea of Thieves. It, it, it now will have that that uh, story track, well, although I know they've had like some single player campaign stuff prior that you can do. But this this is definitely going to draw a lot more people in. It's going to draw me in for 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 uh, for once. But uh, man, awesome. it was an awesome show. I I think they they now have to figure out how they 
position all these games. <laughs> like the the old die or the, well, the meme died on the, on the thirteenth, but you know the Xbox has no games meme that that that's dead. Anybody that says it must either be in the, a bubble or been hiding in a cave or under a rock or something, but. Considering how many games they have in the works right now, they got to figure out how they position these. Like, yeah, I know that they said they want to have one every quarter. If you just count what they have coming now between their stuff and first part or, or third party stuff, it, it's going to be a, like a nonstop flood of games to the point where it's like there it's it's now going to be a, a backlog catalog type of deal and you just kind of like handpick all right these are the three games i can play this month and then oh they just dropped another six this week so yeah i i think all first party stuff has been answered and with later stuff coming this week on thursday and then gamescom i mean we all see what they did at the vgas i mean the video game awards could also be another another stop where they they show some stuff but i i'm i'm pretty happy with what they showed on sunday and look forward to not just the end of this year but all of next year and man i'm pretty sure we're going to have a lot of surprises throughout coming forward well i mean obviously there's an unannounced xo that we think that they're going to have towards the yeah. end of the year for an additional announcements uh, which would be kind of dope uh again we'll see but kirby louise let's get your opinion on this were you satisfied with uh, with first party, and are you in agreement with the panel that the future for Xbox first party is no longer an issue? Absolutely. Um, I think pretty much everyone has already said, you know, what what I think already. But uh, I mean, there's really something for everyone, which I think is what their goal was with the acquisitions and Game Pass and that whole shtick. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I and you know something, adding all those studios again, uh, 35, uh, 35 plus teams, uh, making games. Uh, what that does is uh, give you exactly what you just said it gives you the ability to satisfy a significant uh, number of an audience, not just diehard, uh, you know, first person bro dude shooters or open world RPGs or third-person, uh, story-driven games, but you get a little mix of everything, and I think that is, that, that, that's, a great, uh, that's a great way to sum it up for sure, and I think you're onto something with that, and I think it's important to even, uh, even say it because um, I think we've heard Phil say it many, many times that his goal is to make Game Pass uh, 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 you know, uh, something for everyone, and, uh, and I, th I think they've, they've proven that with all of their first party games, but more specifically, especially in the indie community in their um, second party and third party deals, right? Whether they're exclusive for a month or two months or even a year, uh, you know, games like scorn games, like stalker Two, games, like the ascent games, like 12 minutes. These are games that are coming and it is going to be quite impressive when you can play. I mean, when you, when you look at the catalog, the catalog is going to have $50 million titles, but right next to those $50 million titles, they're going to have games that were put together with, you know, three people. And they're all going to be as relevant as one of the as the other. And I think that is the 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 best thing. Best way I can say it is that you're going to be able to play what you want. But more importantly, every game matters that's going into Game Pass. And I think that they really did nail that message down. You know, when you have 27 of the 30 games going into Game Pass, you're really saying something. Uh, and, and the dedication to that um 
feature set that they want to push forward. I mean, Xbox is always going to be the brand, but Xbox Game Pass is going to be the place that they want people to uh, to to subscribe to play these games, and they're offering an unbelievable amount of value. Uh, but you know what? I, I want to get on to what everyone's uh, surprise picks were. And I'm going to go to Zemi first on this because I mentioned, I, I, I think I know what they are, but Zemi, there were a lot of surprises for me personally, and it was hard for me to lock down just a few. But I want, I, I'm interested to get what, what, what were your, your, you know, your, your top picks of, of the event? And what was, what was for you the biggest surprise? The biggest surprise? Come on. I mean, you know the answer. I, then, right? I know the answer, but I'd rather you say it than me say it because that wasn't one of my picks of the show. Well, a Plague Tale Requiem. Uh, like hello? that was that was my my big surprise. Like my my hallelujah moment. Um, I, I mean, as soon as the trailer started, I knew exactly what I was looking at. Well, at least I really thought I did. And then I saw Focus Home Interactive, and I was like, Oh my god, this is a Plague Tale. And then I saw a Sobo's name pop up, and I was like, It really is. You know, um, I I was so excited. I saw the huge flood of rats, and man, dude, that game looks fantastic. Um, I, I cannot wait until, um, until I think next year, whenever it yeah, comes next out, year it's coming out. Yep. Yeah. Um, super excited for that. Uh, probably the, the second game would probably be 12 minutes. I mean, we already knew that it was a game. We already knew that it was happening, but we didn't, um, you know, really have a release date. Right. And, and now we do. And now I'm really, really, uh, happy and excited. I, I cannot wait for that game. Um, I believe in 2018, it was like my game of E3 like that year, right? Like that was like out of all the games, that was the game that like captured me and caught my eye the most was was 12 minutes. Uh, or honestly, it might have been E3 of 2019. I, I really can't remember. Um, but um, but I, you know, I 100% remember that game. I cannot wait to play it constantly. I've been looking up. Uh, I think, you know, privately, I, I actually said to you, I was like, boom, do you have any idea when this uh, when this game is going to come out? Like, can you find out for me? I need to know. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, we couldn't find out. But um, and then lastly, I, I think uh, probably Starfield, you know, finally being able to get that release date, have that cemented in. It's Bethesda, so the chances of them delaying are pretty slim. Uh, they're, they're usually, you know, whenever you they give you a release date, it usually is that release date. Um, so I, I thought that that was really exciting. And also getting to see that, uh, that, that you know, actual trailer that's, you know, something other than just seeing, you know, a beautiful looking planet, you know, with a horizon and, and you know, the, the Starfield logo popping up. Actually, you know, getting to look at the characters and, and see the, the character walking around the ship, climbing up the ladder. I don't know how that excited me so much, but it did. Um, I, I think, you know, and, and now I'm, you know, you know, constantly thinking about what exactly is Starfield? Like, I still believe it's going to be, you know, Elder Scrolls Fallout in space, but, yes. you know, it could be something else. I, I, I hope it's Elder Scrolls or Fallout in space, um, but I'd probably be excited regardless of what it is. It's Bethesda and it's, you know, my hero and savior, Todd Howard, praise his name. Uh, but yeah, those those are it. Those are my three picks. And uh, A Plague Tale is definitely uh, the biggest surprise of the show. Nice, and, and and I agree. Uh, Pong, so let's get to you. What was it? What was the surprise of the show for you personally? What what were your top picks? All right. Um, well, I can go with the you. Uh, well, let's put it this way. Okay, so top surprise uh, for me. Uh, there's there's actually a couple, but I'll, I'll start with Stalker Two. Um, Stalker Two, showing off the gameplay. 
Uh, and we talked about this uh, at length during one of our shows, Boom, about what Stalker 2 was, about the history behind it with the Metro team, um, you know, and all that good stuff. And to see that uh, pretty big clip of gameplay and to see this team that was basically out of business. I mean, that studio was gone. Uh, yeah. And and for them to put back together, and this team isn't big. I, I think they're at 100 people, maybe under 100 people uh, at the moment. Uh, to put together such an impressive showcase for next-gen hardware, I, it was incredible. Uh, and this is a studio on the rise. We talked about it on the show when we actually went in-depth on this one. Uh, this is a studio on the rise, and I, I hope Phil and his team are looking at at those guys over there if for a possible acquisition because these guys are obviously talented but the lighting effects the ray tracing the lightning effects were absolutely the electricity from the rail gun and then when the lightning struck that gigantic uh, framework that tower or whatever it is um, and it just really impressed me and it was good to see so many people on social media uh, go nuts over stalker 2 and then yes. and then going oh this looks like Metro yeah guys yeah this is uh, this is half of the original team that did Metro this is what started Metro right here uh, but I'm just excited for everyone to uh, jump Jump into this world uh, that did influence heavily Metro, uh, but Stalker Two. I can't wait to see more. I can't wait to see how much of the. Uh, you know, when I talked about the original Stalker was a lot like Fallout. Um, in which, uh, to to the nth degree, it was like the, more like the original fallouts where decisions mattered, where you had choices to make uh, with different factions within the stalker world, and, and how that was going to change uh, the way that the game, uh, you know, interacted with you and you interacted with the game. I can't wait to see how much of that is still included in this new one. But man, did they impress uh, and really stand out in this showcase? Um, so that was definitely a. a my biggest surprise and then you know again atomic heart showing up now atomic heart is another one that nobody's talked about this game has been in development for i think six seven years now mm -hmm. uh i've i've seen glimpses of weird. it I've, a little weird yeah yeah i've seen glimpses of it but another again one of these smaller studios uh producing something that looks you know and feels triple a it's got that Bioshock feel uh, with it, um, you know, mixed in there with maybe a little bit of Fallout, maybe you know, all these game different uh, different games kind of mixed into one. Um, you know, it, it looks so impressive, and to find out that 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 uh, Xbox went out and got that for Game Pass day and date, man, that made my heart sing. Because as I watched that trailer, I was like, this is some place I want to go. This is something I want to try out. I want to see what all this weird stuff is going on. Um, I really want to dive into that one. So Atomic Heart was definitely a surprise. I did not even think we were going to see it at any point because it kind of went underneath the radar, kind of like Biomutant had disappeared for years. Uh, Atomic Heart's been there, but they really haven't said a whole lot about it. So that was a big surprise. Um, and I guess you can count these as as my show, you know, my my favorites too in the show. Um, obviously, seeing Starfield finally, um, and again, yes, would I like to see more? But it, it, it is what I said would happen if it was going to be a 2022 release. I died on my 2021 hill along with others. I, 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 I you know, I, right I, I gasped my <laughs> last breath uh, up on that hill. Uh, but as I was gasping my last breath, I got to see a trailer, um, you know, which definitely, again, I don't know 
know why people are saying I still don't know what this is. There's been supplemental interviews now that have come out. Uh, there's been a, you know a, another uh, kind of short piece of behind the scenes look uh, in which Todd is talking about it. Uh, it is going to be he described it in one of the interviews as Skyrim in space. Um, and then uh, the uh, one of the other creative directors actually said, and this is the boom boom boom. This is I I just again I can't be any more hype for this game, but. When, when one of the other creative directors, I forget who it was, uh, came out and said that it is a Han Solo simulator. Are, are you are you kidding yes. me right now? Thank are you, so are you yes, kidding please. me? 11, 11, 22. I'm already putting in vacation time. This is it, ladies and gentlemen. This is going to be a game about exploration. Um, you know, and Todd in one of the short video pieces that that could have actually been included, I think, in the E3 presentation, uh, except for time, I think did a great job of talking about how you're going to go out and discover new worlds, create your own stories, and also experience the stories that we have created for you. My God, yeah. all in 100,000 percent that this is it. This is going to be a great sci-fi adventure and I cannot wait for Starfield. So it was great to see the trailer. I thought they did a really good job with that. Um, Hades coming to Game Pass, another big, big surprise, huge big get, huge get for for uh, uh, Xbox uh, and Game Pass. Uh, that is amazing. I've been waiting on that one. Obviously, I don't own a Switch. Uh, I don't do PC. So for it to be coming to series consoles and obviously getting uh, that Game Pass uh, that Game Pass treatment, uh, I am so happy. I'm going to finally be able to play Hades. Um, otherwise, uh, that uh, uh, replacement, uh, that small indie title uh that caught everybody off guard Dude, with that 8-bit style my, that pixel one, art style one of my oh. picks for the show oh my oh my like and and the the developer actually came out and said the last night which we are waiting on uh you know as far as an indie game a lot of people that one that looks like blade runner in a lot yes. of ways yes. um he said that heavily influenced uh, his game, uh, and you could see it when it first started up. I, I think I, uh, th I thought it was the last yeah. night when it first started. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Three Bit and I were in uh, Xbox Ultimate doing the live reactions, and both him and I said, "Hey, this looks like the last night. What's going on?" Yeah. Uh, and then, and then they kind of showed it, and it was like, "Okay, well, is this more of like a kind of like a mystery kind of horror style?" Because there wasn't a whole lot going on, but it was really dark and depressing. And then all of a sudden, he gets into the action, and he, you know, he snaps that guy's arm. Arm and then and then caps him right in the back of the skull. I mean, it was like, what? What is this? Uh, so yeah, that was a real attention grabber there. Um, I'd be remiss not to say Halo, uh, just because of how they showed it. Uh, again, having um, Joseph Staten's uh, fingerprints all over it. The passing of the baton with Bonnie on on stage was kind of <laughs> kind of funny, actually, the way she passed it over to him. But you can tell, like. We talk about the the show as an entirety. You could see Bethesda's imprint on the show, the pacing, all that yeah. kind of stuff. You can tell they had yeah. an influence. I'm not going to say that they, you know, just changed the entire thing, the, the you know, the entire show from what Xbox would have done. But what I'm saying is, you could see that they had some presence there um, and definitely helped. Well, the Halos, the Halo stuff that they showed, especially you know, between the 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 slice of the single player that we did get with Chief and Cortana 2.0, if you want to call her that yes. um that was 
Joseph State, and that was going back to Bungie's roots. That's going back to where Halo started. And even as a casual of Halo fan, I had goosebumps. Um, you know, again, I've played them all. I'm just not heavily invested into the world. But just to hear the conversation between him and Cortana 2.0 gave me goosebumps. And that is that old school feel. I mean, you're talking about a guy who wrote uh, and had his hands all over all the Halos up through ODST. And you could see that here. And then with the multiplayer, um, and again, I don't speak from a point of expertise because I'm, you know, again, just a, a casual Hail fan. I enjoy them, but I just don't deep dive them. Um, but even listening to like, you know, 3 bit and, and, and Mav talk about how it gave them those old feels again. The yes. multiplayer trailer looked like a bungee trailer. And even from the outside looking in, I could see that, that direction that they are looking at, uh, just how they cut the edit or how they edited the video was completely different from what we've seen in the past um you know when it came to 343 so i think joseph staten really really cemented himself um and really uh solidified the the thought process that it was a great move to bring him in and kind of kind of take over and kind of calm everybody down at 343 and get everybody refocused on what they needed to be focused on if that was a problem in the first place again i don't have inside information just from what we saw from the outside but he really definitely uh, did something special uh, and got Halo Infinite to the point where it needs to be to show uh, like it did at E3, and that is a good thing. Uh, that was beautiful. So yeah, I, I, wa I walked away from that trailer uh, with with two a, a double mindset. One, the single player uh, you know cutscene gave me uh, Halo Combat Evolve, uh, uh, you know uh, the OG Halo Combat Evolve feels and for me personally uh i've said this on numerous times on many shows my favorite halo is halo 3 uh, for a tremendous amount of reasons it's the most time i've ever spent in a halo specifically on multiplayer and seeing that multiplayer in all of its glory made me think of halo 3 and i think that is what they were going for and that's what i think that they achieved for sure before i get to three bit i want to get to the super chats gerald mack drops an additional five dollars super chat and says the e3 show was just a marble on top of a snow-packed mountain and it's starting to snowball indeed i think you're onto something with that and proof triple j drops a very generous $10 super chat and says there are at least 21 announced first party games coming in the next 2.5 years or so and many others unannounced in exile compulsion etc for future reference my gamer take is pronounced proof triple j I, I think I, I think I got it right so I think it's uh <laughs> I think I got it right the second time but thanks so much for the uh g generosity my brother i appreciate you being here lazy couch gamer drops a five dollar super chat and says this so redfall is playable alone and with friends if i had to guess i would say that it's uh it's always a party of four with three two one or no bots would you agree yeah i, th I think you're onto something with that i think that it is going to be um because you could play left for dead by yourself right it was just with bots so I think that this is going to be something similar, not not so much so like Left 4 Dead. I think this is going to be a more story driven. I mean, come on, it's the same team that uh, that brought us Dishonored, so you know it's going to have a monster story. Uh, so yeah, I think you're onto something with that, uh, Lazy Couch Gamer. DeAndre Banks drops not one but two two dollars super chat and says Forza Horizon looked better than anything on PlayStation Five. I mean, I would I would I would I would say that that's a that's a, a strong statement. What what they showed was just a marvel. 
Um, and he also says this, uh, even some Sony fans said Xbox had a solid show. Yeah, I, I think that, look, look, here's the thing. If you remove console war BS and you just judge a show for a show, even if you are a diehard Sony fan, and I can't wait to hear what Joe has to say on Thursday, you, you have to tip your cap. It, it was a solid monster show. I gave it a 9.5 out of 10. I think a lot of people did, and for good reason. But 3-Bit, what was your surprise titles or your top picks of the E3 Xbox Bethesda conference? Oh, man. Uh, I, I honestly, uh, the game that surprised me the most I, was probably replaced, you know, and Pong was, was hitching on it a little bit. But, yeah, that game is definitely the spiritual successor to the never-released uh, game the last night. And, and the visuals of that game blending the sort of two like 3d elements to a 2d game and the lighting on that game was just phenomenal and uh, another surprise to me was hades coming straight into game pass i know that that studio did have a sort of bad history with, with microsoft in the past so getting to see them return to xbox not only just coming back but releasing their first title on the xbox uh in a while coming just, just straight to to game pass so that that was really uh uh, surprise for me and and of course halo right getting to see those updated visuals for for um on chief suit um the visor <laughs> looks incredible and getting to see another ai that chief has to take care of sort of reminds me of that last conversation uh, master chief did have with cortana where he said uh, or she said you know if they replace me with another ai it won't be me um, so it sort of hit me in the feels <laughs> getting to see Chief sort of hesitate um, when he was floating in space. He, he hesitated grabbing the gun because the dead Marine was next to him. And seeing that small moment of empathy is what I love about the Chief. Um, and, and that was just incredible, getting to see that multiplayer uh, for the first time. And, and um, the potential of what I want to do to people <laughs> with the, the grapple hook is going to be awesome i'm really excited for that game and pong mentioned atomic heart um that is a game that people need to start looking at it's sort of like a, a bioshock mixed with some other um russian sort of lore i think people should just be paying attention yeah i i think you're right i think you're onto something with that as well i mean listen again i i love seeing new games that we didn't expect especially from smaller developers that we never knew about i think that is something that microsoft is going to continue to push and, I, and i'm happy for it to be honest with you because obviously we get new games new experiences uh from different perspectives more importantly from different parts of the world i think that is awesome uh, Fuzzy Belvedere, let's get your opinion. What, what was your top picks, and what was the biggest surprise for you at E3 uh, 2021? Mine, my list is going to be kind of unusual because I'm I'm going to start from the lower level of the my top picks all the way up to my my surprise. Well, my my favorite pick, and then my surprise pick, um, because I have kids, party animals. They that is played a big one with a lot of people. <laughs> I was totally gonna say that too, Fuzzy. I was totally gonna say that they might have the new Fall Guys on their hands. They oh, really yes. might. Yeah, because yeah, really me and my kids have played like a what is it called, Gang Beast, a lot of times. So having something like you know Party Animals, that that's just gonna be the you know family chill game that we just play while we're ordering and takeout or something along those lines so that that was a nice nice uh addition in there finally getting a, a release date for 12 minutes like man i've been waiting for that one for a while 
It was good to see that one there. Um, man, there was just so many good things there. It, like with replaced, I also same vibes as far as like the last night. But by the way, the creator for the last night, I guess, <laughs> tweeted uh, what was it yesterday? So yesterday the last night is yeah. still in in production, but uh, replaced definitely has that that similar feel and look, and and can't wait for that. Like it's basically, I think. The main difference is instead of you being a human being in, in replace, you're going to be like some sort of AI or a robot or or cyborg or something along those lines. Somerville, like as somebody yes. that enjoyed watching the uh, Mitchells versus the machines, that looks like a dark version of that like Pixar like movie. So and, that, and that's from the same that's from the same team that part of the same team that did Inside and Limbo as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yep. So that, that's going to be a, a fun game to explore. And it looks like you're you're pretty much going to have to like rescue your family or stay together as a unit or possibly try to locate uh, part of your family as you go. So that that one had had like a, a, a nice, strong family vibe for me with that. Um, then we're going to get to like Atomic Heart. Like I've, I've been one of those that have been kind of silently looking forward to that, much like Biomutant. But it was it was one of those where I saw it was for PC and then I saw it was going to come to PlayStation. And I even, you know, tw uh, tweeted those guys. I was like, hey, when is the release date for Xbox? This was like six months ago or so. No response. I'm like, oh, is this going to be one of those Sony paid for exclusive <laughs> exclusivity type of deals? But so glad to see it at the uh, at the E3 conference, the Xbox E3 conference. So definitely looking forward to that. And then for me, the. <sighs> I would say the second standout was Starfield because I, I don't know as much as I would like to know, but there's a good bit of information out there. I just want something that it doesn't have to be a Mass Effect type of game, just the exploration aspect and having the graphics that it does. Like I, I love No Man's Sky after all the patches and everything. And it's great to just, you know, putz around the universe in that game. But something that has a little bit more of a real aesthetic is what I was looking for. And, Starfield definitely delivers on that as far as what we've seen in that that intro trailer. It looks like we're going to have some sort of mechanized machines as well. And there's just so much stuff that I can't wait to dive into next year on that game. But seeing anything of that was was a must. And I'm so glad that they delivered on that. But um, me being a Forza fan, I, I have to end with Forza was my, my top pick. <laughs> just being photorealistic, the photogrammetry, having ray tracing, having new features like the uh, convertible top that you could put down outside of Forza Vista. Like for those that play Forza as much as I do, there was just lots of little nuggets of things that are going to be different or improved, like dust storms. Like I'm used to dust storms in the Division 2. You start playing and then the sky turns orange and then you got all this dust and everything blowing around. You can barely see the enemies can barely see you. Now I'm going to have to drive through that, which is going to be kind of fun to do kind of like a storm chaser, you know, role play type of thing in there. But um, as far as like the the surprise, like it, it, it's a it's a tough deal because I want I, I really like what I saw for Redfall. But I'm going to give it to Contraband being the big surprise because, yes, I know Jez and a few others had tweeted about the whole, you know, tsunami thing or whatever. And 
you know, jokingly, when I heard that Avalanche might be a, an acquired studio, I'm like, oh, great. If, if Xbox acquires them, they could do Crackdown 4 or something like that. Just imagine the Just Cause craziness and, and the normal craziness you expect from Crackdown. So that might be something that they could handle. But to have them, it, 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 even though, yes, we saw just basically background stuff. We didn't see any gameplay. It's all CGI and stuff. But the gist of a co-op open world game that has like this this planning stuff and and a lot of people keep on saying heist i don't see it as much as heist i see it more so like planning like almost like a tomb raider where you have more control over the story yeah and to have something like that with a team that makes huge open worlds like avalanche i think is unless you want to count space stuff I think they're on record for having the biggest open worlds and they're full of stuff that explodes and inter- to interact with and things like that. So just imagine like you're kind of like a Lara Croft or, or uh, what's his name from, from Uncharted Drake. and you're planning to get, you know, this this crown jewel box from somewhere and just going through that that whole deal. That to me, I, I definitely want to see more of it. I would love to see gameplay, but I know it's a, a ways down the road. But that, I'm I'm so glad that that's what that game was because I know when Jez had hinted to it before, and he was like, "Well, even if I told you what it was, you'd be like, oh, that's an interesting concept,' but you really wouldn't get it." But I I'm looking so forward to seeing more of that and just something that looks like you're going to plan finding stuff throughout an open world, and you're going to have your friends along with you type of deal by a group that makes large open worlds that are interactive. Yeah, I'm all in. So that that was my big surprise at the end. Yeah, great, great picks. Kirby Louise, let's get to you, brother. What were your top picks and biggest surprise at the Bethesda Xbox conference? Um, so first off, I'm just going to preface this saying these are going to be some uh, hot takes, I think. People might get mad at me, but yeah, deal with it. <laughs> um <laughs> Anyways, I'd say I my top three would, in no particular order, be Stalker 2, um, Flight Simulator, and, uh, what was it, Replaced. And this comes because, you know, I am a, a developer, and more specifically, mostly a graphics programmer. So, you know, when I get a look at those, uh, uh, some of the things they were doing there, and the stuff like ray tracing... 4K, you know, all that business. I, uh, it's something that I like to look at and try and, you know, learn something from. And uh, particularly, uh, what was it, Replaced, I looked at, that was the game where I, like, saw it. And uh, I said, hold on, my Void 2D couldn't do that. That's, like, something I want want to learn now or I want to, you know, find out more about, and, you know, add that kind of functionality to my engines so i guess that's uh that for me those are your three but were there any surprises for you though surprises um i was surprised that asobo is doing uh plague tale requiem even though they're doing they're like contracted for like 10 years of flight simulator support um I did not expect them to be able to do two games at the same time, but they surprised. Uh, let's see, what else? There was... Um, 
Halo Infinite's multiplayer looked good, I think. Uh, I did not expect it to to be like as incredible as I thought it as it as it looked. I thought it would be decent and there would be drama on social media over it and console war this and that. But I think it three four three they um they shut up any doubters with the uh, Halo Infinite multiplayer reveal. Yeah. No, I absolutely agree. Actually, you know what? That, that's a, that's great. That's a great segue into what we're going to talk about next because I think it would behoove me if I didn't get uh, Pong's opinion, uh, of course, Three Bits' opinion, and more specifically, Zemi Games' opinion on this. Uh, I talked about this last night, and you know my opinion on Halo. You understand what I thought of Halo because from from last night's primetime gaming. So I'm not really going to give you my 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 retake on it because you know what i think i'm interested to hear what the panel has to say and i'm going to go to pong first on this one pong uh you know th- this this was a coming out party for 343 in the best way possible uh you know kirby just said it he didn't anticipate uh them being able to pull this off and the amount of uh of a, of a hill that they had to climb to get there is nothing short of astonishing now granted folks we have not played the game we're going based on what we saw. So we, if, we, if we're going on base what we saw, you have to get excited. Now, like I said in the, uh, in the middle of the, of the conversation we had, for me as a as – a, and I'm like, like Pong. I'm an avid health, uh, Halo fan. I'm a diehard fan, but I don't read all the books. I don't know all the back lore, uh, but I enjoy playing the games. And for me as someone that started with the OG Xbox in 2001 with Combat Evolved, I got that feeling from the single player trailer with the new 2.0 Cortana. I got that feeling exactly what Pong said. He was hesitant to take the gun. Actually, I believe that was um, um, Three Bit that said that. That and he's having he's having some connection connection issues. I don't know if he's going to be back, but if he is, we're going to back in here. Um, he showed empathy for the dead uh, the dead Marine. That and, and and that was I mean, how long was that? What two and a half minutes, three minutes at, at most? To see that kind of empathy from a trailer just goes to show you the work that's going into it. But it's this—it's the multiplayer that I think is back, and I think what they were able to achieve in what they showed, besides the excitement of the of the fans, um, and like I said, if you if you like myself enjoy reaction videos, I implore you to go seek some of them out on YouTube. They are absolutely amazing. Seeing people. Uh, yelling and screaming and getting excited. It, it gives me goosebumps just talking about it because that, that's really what it's all about. That's what gaming is supposed to do for you. Uh, and it does for me on a regular basis. Pong, what did this trailer do for you? Did 343 answer all of the questions? Oh, with a resounding yes. Um, again, until until we see the full game and can actually get our hands on with it, of course, there's always going to be still some questions. But at the end of the day, this trailer put to rest uh, a lot of the concerns, uh, whether founded or unfounded, depends on who you speak to, uh, from last year's uh, showing, right? So for this to come out and show the way it did, for Halo Infinite to look and just from the way that we saw, you know, the multiplayer playing, uh, I'll say feel like Halo, uh, 343 showed up in a big way and definitely, uh, proved to everybody that needed, uh, this, uh, that they have spent their time well. 
uh, that this year delay was well worth it, uh, that they are getting together and implementing all the stuff that they talked about, whether it was the lighting, um, whether it was the uh, just the simple, you know, the uh, wear and tear on weapons and, and armor uh, down to the details that they have now added. I think I've seen a bunch of comparison shots from previous uh, stuff that we have seen to now and the details that, that they have been able to implement uh, onto armor, weapons, etc. Just looks absolutely incredible. Not to mention all the physics that we heard about. We got to see a little bit of those physics, uh, you know, when when that guy takes that I don't I don't even know what the weapon called that new weapon that shoots kind of like a spear projectile, and he shoots that warthog, and the way the warthog reacts, uh, yeah, 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 and the way it reacts depending on where that shot hits, um, and then to see you know just just all the little stuff they included in that trailer, like the grapple hook being used in so many different ways. Again, they told us that was going to happen. We all assume that's the way that the grapple was going to work but to see it in action uh to see yourself be able to grapple jack uh vehicles right and, and be able to grab weapons uh, he grab he grabs a, a grab hammer uh from across the way and, and then can instantly uh use it right all of that kind of stuff is just mind-blowing uh to see it you know, in in action. I mean, to see it going on, uh, it gives you it gives you all these great ideas of what you're going to be able to do in multiplayer, right? That that's what my mind was running through. You know, uh, you know, when he used the uh, sticky to blow the sword towards him uh, and grabbed it in midair. Of that's... course, I'm pro- I know <laughs> I'm probably never personally able to pull that off, but it's still it still made my. Gra- what about the grapple to the sniper? Yes. 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 I I said it's. When we were uh, streaming it, I'm like, oh, God, 3-Bit, I do not want you to have the grapple-snipe combo. This is going to be awful for everybody else. <laughs> so, what, about, uh, what about bouncing back the projectile? Yeah, that that was crazy. Like, I didn't even see it the first time. I think Mav or, or, or somebody else had brought that up, and I was like, what? And I had to go back and rewind it to watch it again. But yes, what is that mechanic? Um, so I think 343 answered a lot of the doubters' questions. Uh, when it comes to this, I don't think there's any denying it that they have put a ton of time to get this thing polished, and we still have another, you know, probably uh, probably good four months of polishing before they really start wrapping things up here. Um, you know, three months uh, at least, depending on the release date. Um, I think that they again. For for the year delay, as much as 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 it caused consternation uh, amongst fans uh, and amongst the Xbox community uh, when they did it, uh, even though most people probably realized they had to do it, I think that in the end they are going to come out looking like superstars uh, once more. Um, and I think I, good on three four three because I you know again we could talk about you know whatever we've talked about at death you know the, having criticism for management or or whatever the case may be, but we know. There are so many devs over there who have poured their heart and soul into this game. So to see it come out and shine like this was absolutely fantastic. It was a phenomenal showing for Halo. Um, and I can't wait to see more, uh, you know, and to see what we get to do, especially when it comes to the campaign uh, and the co-op aspects of that. I can't wait to see what kind of adventures uh, I can find uh, with people, uh, you know, and, and that's that's the really the exciting part. So I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, that me that makes two of us. Uh, I'm I'm very much looking forward to Halo Infinite's multiplayer. Um, I'm almost I'm almost at two minds with it. 
Uh, I, I, I'm not sure what do I want to play first. I, as much as I'm a single player, selfish experience kind of a gamer, that multiplayer looks fire, dude. And, and it makes me, it looks so good that I would actually potentially try that before even the single player, which is something that I normally would never do. Uh, uh, Zemi Games, let's get your opinion on this. You know, obviously you're a big Halo fan. Maybe you're yeah. not as big as, uh, you know, as the, the biggest guy on the planet, but you, you obviously have a, a tremendous amount of respect for what they did for you, you know, seeing the lead up until this E3 coming off of July of, of, of 2020. A lot of people were down on Halo. A lot of people didn't think um, 343 could deliver. And I think that those questions were answered. Do you believe that? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that the showing of Halo this time around was definitely a lot better than what it was uh, the previous year. Um, the multiplayer, I really am excited to jump in and, uh, you know, give that a whirl. Um, you know, I, I've been thinking to myself, like, what am, what what is going to be the multiplayer game that I'm going to be playing, like, throughout this holiday, right? You know, is it going to be Call of Duty? Is it going to be Battlefield? Is it going to be Halo? What is it going to be? And I honestly, after seeing that, I think it's going to be Halo. I really, really do. But um, what I was even more impressed with was was the actual, you know, story that we kind of got from the the CGI um, or maybe it wasn't CGI. I have no idea, but it you know kind of looked like a CGI trailer um, of, of, of the chief, you know, floating around in zero gravity, hesitating to grab that Marine's assault rifle, um, you know, go, you know, meeting up with the, you know, quote unquote, new Cortana and, you know, uh, that whole interaction I really, really love. And, 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 and I'm hoping, and I'm kind of expecting that that is a part of the game. Um, and, and if it is, I am very, very excited to see what they're doing with the story. Uh, like you boom, I was, not the happiest at Halo 5, uh, you know, their, their you know, storyline during that game. But um, if, you know, the themes that we kind of saw in this, uh, in this, you know, new uh, trailer uh, with, you know, once again, the chief floating around zero gravity meeting the new Cortana, if that is uh, any indication of this, you know, new uh, story for this game, I am really, really, really excited for it. Um, as soon as, you know, chief pulled out that chip from, you know, the back of his helmet and like put it out towards like the new Cortana, like I started like, you know, cheering a little bit, you know, oh, chief's got a new buddy, you know, it's great, you know, he's not alone anymore. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, I, I think it was uh, night and day, you know, show uh, between, you know, the 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 previous uh, E3. One thing that I actually did notice and, and, and in some ways, you know, I'm kind of, you know, um, I, I don't know how I feel about it is they didn't show uh, unless I'm mistaken, they didn't show actual gameplay from the single player the way that they did no. this last time no. around no, and so i'm really 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 wanting to see more from that you know department because you know it's not going to be a straightforward linear cut game like it has been you know and and in, in almost every other iteration of Halo. And so, you know, with that, with that, you know, new world exploration, whatever we want to call it, I, I'm really interested to see even more of that and and you know, kind of know better how that how that exactly is going to work, right? Um, what, you know, and of course I think we will definitely see that before the game launches. Uh, we might, you know, maybe even see it this Thursday, probably not. But um, that was one thing I also noticed that, you know, if if they could have made it any better for me personally it would have been showing um 
you know, a, a, you know, a repeat of the gameplay that we saw uh, at the, you know, at, at the original showing during last year's E3, or, you know, maybe not the exact showing, but showing us some form of single player um, gameplay, I would have really, really liked. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying with that. I mean, but you know what, I, I'm okay with what they gave me, because obviously, they, I think they wanted to set up the ambiance of what we could expect with this game. They did that with mm-hmm. the uh, yes, interaction between the new AI, uh, you know, and, and even even opened up the door for a mystery of who deleted a, a, a Cortana and yeah. if, if even <clears throat> even deleted at this point. Well, well, because it, it was kind of interesting because it kind of sounded like Cortana was indicating that the chief did it or somebody that looked like the chief did it. But see, I, I'm also thinking maybe some Jason Bourne amnesia might be going on or something mm-hmm. because uh, you know, of course, from the original original trailer that we saw. You know, Chief was just out and about floating around in space uh, and, and that pilot, um, you know, uh, just comes along and finds him and kind of rescues him. I'm I'm really, really interested to know what led the Chief to that moment. And is it possible that maybe the Chief maybe has some form of amnesia and he doesn't remember deleting uh, or, or maybe having to delete or anything, you know, that version of Cortana? That's... That's an in- interesting theory for sure. I mean, only time is going to tell, but yeah, uh, yeah, I, I like what you're going. Three bit, are you back, brother? I don't know, man. My internet's kind of going crazy right now. Yeah, you're starting to bot again, dude. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not sure what's happening, brother. But listen, obviously, um, you know, I'm sorry that you're having issues, but you're, you're definitely botting. But we'll, we'll try and come back to you in a bit. Fuzzy Belvedere, we got to get to you, brother. Yeah. Um, this is something we were talking about in the green room before we went live. Mm-hmm. My opinion is already out there and open for everyone to hear. What's yours? Did 343 answer the questions? Yes. And and to tack on to what Zemi was talking about as far as like with Chief not remembering, I've kind of had this weird theory ever since they put Infinite as the title. There's going to be some sort of time travel loop or some something along those lines, especially considering we had a similar intro last year to like a previous Halo game as far as how you're you know, flying towards the turrets and all that stuff. So I, I have a feeling that there's some sort of like time space loop or continuum or some just not, not to be a spoiler, but I, that, I get that vibe. But as far as my overall feel, as far as what 343 did, I, I think, yes, even though they didn't show uh, the, the campaign gameplay, the cutscene, the level of detail on the suits and things along those lines. Um, I, I, I think, that for me was enough. I, I'm pretty sure if they got that down, they got some of the gameplay issues as far as at, at least on the series consoles. Now, I don't want to spread FUD or anything like that as far as like with the Xbox One, but I'm pretty sure they'll be able to scale things back or scale things down if if need be, if, if pop in is still an issue on those consoles. But I'm, I'm pretty sure the series consoles, that game is going to run like butter as far as... Um, overall smoothness and and have the textures and things like that all all wrapped up especially with that extra year of time multiplayer man like i said uh, i can't remember if i said it earlier in this show or if it was just in the green room but like as, as someone that doesn't always or hasn't played halo from the beginning just you know five is my my earliest entry that multiplayer as much as people are excited for battlefield 2042 I'm excited for Halo's multiplayer. That had me going as far as some of the, the not just the grappling mechanics, but the, the the physics for the vehicles now, being able to have, you know, vehicles brought to you and dropped and stuff like that. I mean, I, 
I I think they've learned, and and I know uh, Pong, and I think you, um, Boom, were talking earlier about how like the someone must have learned from like I guess Bungie's like video editing team or something as far as the way that they position that that trailer and stuff like that. So I I'm pretty confident that three four three will be able to you know bring Halo back to its greatness without any question. No more, oh, this isn't Bungie's Halo anymore. Well, it hasn't been Bungie's Halo for a while, but I actually think I'm going to prefer the 343's version when Infinite drops. I, I Overall, the the just everything that they showed, and then having like the, the deep dive trailer where you had like the reactions and things like that, I, I, I'm pretty certain they've answered all the questions. It, We'll get more as time goes on. I think about the only question that I'm waiting on is when's that demo? When when's that multiplayer demo dropping? I know they had some sort of like um, insider program rings thing or something like that before, but um, pretty pretty pumped to see if I can try that out as well. Yeah, I mean that makes two of us. I, I don't know when they're gonna have that. I mean they they're notoriously have released uh, a beta. Uh, for the multiplayer well before um, the the game releases so they can get feedback. Um, <laughs> I think that we're going to be getting, I don't know, I mean, again, I, I don't want to try and put it down, maybe the end of the summer, maybe early fall. I mean, but we still don't have no release date, right? Like, did, they did not lock down the release date. I still think it's the 15th of, of November, but, you yeah. know, that's just my opinion. It's going to be interesting. I, I can't actually wait to play. Kirby Louise, let's get your opinion on Halo. Did for you as someone... From who, who looks at gaming from both sides of the coin, uh, from both as a fan and and a developer, did three four three answer the call? Uh, I think I kind of talked about this uh, earlier when we talked about the top three, but yes, I definitely think that they uh, have done a good job. I mean, we saw, I believe, in-engine stuff for the campaign, which, um, in my opinion, generally in-engine is. Uh, it's closer to gameplay than it is cinematic, if that makes any sense. Like, or in terms of how representative what the final product is going to be. So, you know, we saw that. And then, of course, we saw the multiplayer gameplay, which looked absolutely fantastic. And, uh, I mean, this is the first time that I've owned an Xbox when a Halo game was, you know, launching. And so to this is going to be the first time that I get to play multiplayer. And just from that one trailer, I could not be more excited for it. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I absolutely agree. And that's pretty dope. I, I'll put it this way. What I'm looking forward to, obviously, besides the game, I mean, at the end of the day, the, the game is what we're all waiting for. I'm interested to see how and what Microsoft does to celebrate Master Chief's 20th anniversary. Are we getting special edition controllers? Are we getting a special edition S and X? Um, if they are, I'm, I have to buy them. I, 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 I have an S, I have an X, um, I, but I will be buying those uh, respectively if they're available. Again, I, I don't know how we're going to find them because you could barely find an S and an X now, uh, how they're going to do that. But I do want to move on to this isn't really so much a controversial topic. This this is a bit of a thought-provoking one. And 
look, with everything that Microsoft did right, it's very hard to sit on any show, specifically today's show, and suggest that they did anything wrong. Because I don't think they did anything wrong. But I'm interested for the chat to get involved in this, as well as, of course, the panelists here to talk about this. And pick your one game that wasn't announced, that hasn't been announced, that you're slightly disappointed about. And I'm going to go first on this one. Now, obviously, for me, it's very easy to say Killer Instinct 2 proper. But they mm -hmm. don't have a studio to deliver it. So we understand that there's a bit of a hardship there. So I'm going to go with, the, the for me, the one game that we've heard nothing about from anyone that they seem to just not want to talk about, and I don't know the reason why that is, is Banjo-Kazooie. I, 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 I really thought, I mean, it was one of my picks for, you know, the obviously Speculation Town picks. I thought we were going to get it uh, at some point. There are so many. I mean, listen, Microsoft is basically the first or the second richest company in the world. They could potentially get someone to make this game if it's not with Nintendo because Nintendo didn't announce it um, at their thing. They're apparently everyone saying in the chat that the Nintendo um, uh, event was garbage outside of Breath of the Wild 2, which I, I'm going to watch after this stream so I can watch and give give my own thoughts on it. But for me, it was it was it was Banjo Kazooie and the fact that that franchise has still not been announced uh, for a reboot, a remake or a, a re whatever you want to redo it. Um, I, I was actually a little disappointed with that because I'm a big uh, platformer guy. I'm excited for Psychonauts. I'm quite enjoying um, Ratchet and Clank on the PlayStation 5. And I really wish that they would answer that call. And I know we can't all have everything and there's no reason to complain. And technically, I'm not really complaining, but I really wanted that to be get an announcement. I've been very, very excited for that. Uh, Pong, let's go to you. What, what, what wasn't announced? So what, the one game that you were hoping to see that wasn't there that you hope at some point or another they talk about? So are we talking about like uh, IPs that we haven't seen in a while? Are we talking Why, about whatever, uh, whatever you pick, dude. It's, it's your, you know, it's your <laughs> well, I take every opportunity I have to say that, you know, obviously Xbox, uh, Microsoft have so many unused IPs in their catalog. It's ridiculous. Um, so I would say I would say Viva Pinata. Um, that's another great pick dude great uh, pick. It, it fills so many roles in with what phil has talked about that they want uh as far as family friendly um you know i hate to say kitty games because some kitty games are really awesome um so i always hate to use that term but it would fill the role in so many ways to bring back that franchise and it has the opportunity to you know obviously grab a whole new generation of kids yes. uh, and people because they really could do something special we've seen the success of you know so many games you know pokemon all this stuff for decades and i'm sorry guys i'm out of breath i had to go chase down my dog <laughs> um but uh <laughs> ain't life grand let me tell you uh, but uh, i think that uh the big thing with viva pinata is that it has such a unique style to it and I think that would really grab people these days. And to be able to have a game like that show up on Game Pass, man, you're talking about adding a whole lot to that lineup. So I, I think for me, that would have to be the one, Viva Pinata. That's, I mean, that, that's a strong pick. And, and you know something? Considering that when Viva Pinata was made available uh, via cloud, it was trending 
on social media. And right. that game is old as dirt. You know, yep. so we're talking Xbox 360. Uh, yep, uh, exactly. So for it to be trending in 2021 because it was made backwards compatible via the cloud, that's saying that there is a there's a market for that. And I, and I and I think there were more than enough studios because you know we we've heard we've heard the conversations. Rare doesn't want to go back to older yep. IPs. Yep. You know I, I don't know how factual that is, but that's what we've heard. They don't want to go back to Banjo Kazooie. They don't want to go back to Cameo. They don't want to go back to Beaver Pinata. You know what? That's fine. But you can find someone to make that game. And it's a shame that they have. And I'm right there with you. Zemi Games, let's get your opinion. What wasn't there that you were hoping for them to announce, to to bring back in a big way? Uh, What are your thoughts? You know, I mean, that's a really, really hard question because everything that that is like originally Xbox IP and like Xbox owned, like... um, I, you know, I mean, like they're they're doing that that I want, right? Um, so I, I I really have to dig in deep and and go back to a game that you know Obsidian did a very long time ago, and I would absolutely love uh, to see them bring back in in some way. They probably won't, but uh, th- that's Alpha Protocol, the uh, spy you both about that game. Yeah, dude. the the spy <laughs> RPG. I right there I abs- with you. I absolutely adore that game. I mean, uh, looking back, uh, apparently it did not get very good reviews, but uh, but I absolutely love that game, and and I would love to see Obsidian or just even another team all around uh, pick up that IP and, and give it a second try, right? I, I thought that their first try was really, really good. I thoroughly enjoyed that game. Um, I don't know. I think I was like in a really big like spy kind of like um, espionage uh, like moment, um, you know, because of like, I think like at the time, like burn notice was, uh, was, uh, was, was current currently airing on TV and stuff. I was a big fan of that, but I, I really, really enjoyed that game. I thought it was a very unique take on an RPG. Um, I, I don't know if anyone's ever made an, you know, a spy, like a modern day spy RPG. RPG before, but um, Obsidian definitely did, and and I really enjoyed that. I wish that they would uh, make another one. Uh, but really, other than that, I mean, I guess I could say Fallout, but I mean, we know that that's going to eventually come, you know, and we know the reasons why it's not, you know, there currently. Um, but honestly, the only thing that I can think of is Alpha Protocol. Uh, you know, everything, you know, every IP that I am a huge fan for for Xbox, uh, they're currently working with. So I, you know, I'm I'm happy. Well, I mean, Alpha Protocol, that's a strong pick because I know that it's one of your favorite games. And yeah. even, though, even though it didn't get good reviews, that doesn't matter. It's still a game that you enjoyed, and that is ultra cool. Um, but let, let's uh, let, let, let's get Fuzzy Bubbledeer, and uh, we'll get everyone out of here. We're closing in on the two-hour mark. Fuzzy, what wasn't there that you were hoping that they would bring back in a big way? Ah, uh, there you go. Strong pick. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm right there with you, dude. I, I thought that was coming. I, I really did. <laughs> I mean, I, I know it's not uh, an Xbox-owned IP, but it, it would have been very nice. I, I mean, there were some rumors that we would get something from Ubisoft as far as in Game Pass. I think. I mean, that, that's, that's, that's still something that may come, but, uh, man, to, to have Splinter Cell there would be... I, I would say it would be a 12 out of 10 at that point, but um, <laughs> yeah, I, that they, they didn't do anything wrong. In my opinion, I, I would say the only first party game that I've heard rumors about 
and Phil's even talked about was Compulsions game. Yeah, I, someone I actually said that Flame in the chat drops a two dollars hoop chat and says Compulsions game for me. Come on already. Yeah, as a matter <laughs> of fact, that's a fun. You, it's funny you should mention that because I that was actually one of my personal picks to be there because mm -hmm. of high how Phil gave it such high praises. I, I think he's holding on to that, especially with the rumors that uh, I guess the uh, next Bioshock or whatever might be an ex a PS5 exclusive type of thing or whatever the case that, may yeah. be. In any event, I, I think they might be holding that one to kind of not necessarily be a counter, but they got so many games right now. They 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 have to they kind really of, do. you know, <laughs> let these drip feed out to us for a little bit. But uh, yeah, Compulsions game not being there. I would like to have seen it, but. I'm not I'm not broken up about it at all, but Splinter Cell, man. I'm I'm broken up about it not being at Ubisoft's, you know, show. Eight, but that, eight years, all. dude. It's eight <laughs> years. It missed an entire generation. What the H? Well, he he's been in every Tom Clancy game except for yeah. his own. <laughs> yeah. Ridiculous. It's like, oh, he's in the division. Oh, he's in uh, you know, Ghost Recon. It's like, oh, he's in a phone game. Oh, now he's got an animated cartoon. But just make the freaking game. But, yeah, that's that's even, all. I even got. if they just re re remade the original, you know, take the original, give it the Resident Two, Resident Evil Two remake, mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, love and support, and call it Square if you don't, and, and give you time to think of an, uh, uh, of how to reboot it. Yeah, that that that's actually a fantastic idea. I, but Ubisoft, they they don't seem to like money very much. I don't know. It's just weird. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's interesting, and again, we don't know what, what what I mean. Obviously, we didn't hear anything at the Ubisoft. If you don't hear it at Ubisoft, it's unlikely you're going to hear it at Xbox, and that's mm -hmm. exactly what happened. And it's 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 a damn shame for sure. Kirby Louise, close it out for us, brother. What what wasn't there that you were hoping to make an appearance? Whether that be an old IP, a new IP, whatever. What wasn't there? Well, I guess um, you're coming in real low, bro. So, sorry, <laughs> my crappy mic. Yeah, is that better? Yeah, much better. Mm -hmm. Okay, it's uh, I'd say probably Everwild, um, because I mean, what Rare showed off uh, it was like 2019, I think that was the first trailer, and then it was shown off again with a cinematic or in engine or whatever trailer at uh, last year's E3, and then nothing now and there were also reports around last year's yes. that they didn't know exactly what the gameplay was so i'm just kind of wondering what the hell is this um where where is it what's going on with that you know obviously they rare did show up with the sea of thieves uh pirates of the caribbean crossover but um in terms of everwild that was one thing i was hoping would be there but didn't and uh well i guess also um when the heck are we going to get the promised resolution boosts and uh, direct ML super resolution? Again, this is good, good, good stuff. I don't know. That's, that's an interesting uh, question. Uh, maybe I can get uh, somebody on to, to potentially answer that. I'd love to get Jason Rowell on the show potentially mm -hmm. one day and have him answer that, uh, the, that question if it hasn't already been answered. But, folks, this has been a solid two hours. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, real quick, Retro Wave. Drops a very generous $4 super chat and says, I'm hyped. Uh, 8 out of 10 for Xbox show, the showcase, and 8.5 out of 10 for Nintendo. Those are his two main consoles. Yeah, I mean, listen, everyone's entitled to their opinion on, on the show and how they viewed it. I'm going to watch the Nintendo show right after I'm done with this. 
and get everyone's uh, and check it out for myself. I'm interested to see what they show for Breath of the Wild. I know something new Metroid let off the 45 minute uh, event. Uh, but listen, folks, thank you so much for being here. We had almost 400 people here today. Uh, I hope that you are enjoying the content. Uh, we will be back tomorrow. Uh, not an Xbox Factor. As a matter of fact, it's going to be a Double Barrel Gaming Presents uh, E3 so far. We're going to be going. We've come to the uh, tomorrow will be the midpoint of E3 2021. And I will be breaking down uh, what, so, you know, some of the biggest announcements. Uh, of course, that's going to be a spanning. Uh, a multitude of of, of, of consoles and uh, and uh, platforms as well as games. It's not going to be you know specifically Xbox. We will talk Xbox a bit, but we're going to be talking about what happened today at Nintendo's. We're going to be talking about what happened at Ubisoft's event. Uh, obviously, Square Enix uh, dropped uh, what I thought was a megaton, in my opinion, in Guardians of the Galaxy. Not only that it, does it exist, it's coming out this year in October, which was shocking. And the game looked fun. Uh, yeah. A lot of talking between the characters, which I thought was a little odd. But it's it's you know it's it's I think they were going for a, a real aesthetic with, with with how they interact with each other during the you know the MCU. I'm interested to see more on that. So we'll be back here tomorrow, 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, to uh, give you an E3 update or an E3 rundown. Uh, Thursday, we'll be back again at noon for the uh, Xbox Factor podcast with the regular uh, panel. And we're going to be talking some Xbox. I got some stories I'm, I'm, I'm working on right now. And closing out these six days, six two-hour streams of content for Double Barrel Gaming, Breakfast with Boom will be at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we're going to be doing the E3 wrap-up show. I believe King David uh, is going to be joining us as well. Uh, I don't know a slow mo backslap if he's not if he doesn't have to go into the office he might be joining us as well so I'm looking forward to uh, coming from this uh, round robbing of six shows in six days and actually taking a break and playing some games because that would be nice uh, the VG HD uh, who obviously was a panel member drops a five dollars super chance says sucks I can't be on but bless God Howard Lord Phil Aurelius Maximus Spencer and Sarah Agent Bond 007 for putting on an amazing show indeed my brother thank you for being here and danny passion um drops a, 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 a danny passion official drops a two dollar super chat and says just saying hello people hellblade two for me yeah I, I was hoping for hellblade but we might get that on thursday's show during the paris lily um event um Sp okay we also got Splatman who drops an outstanding and very generous five dollars super chat and says will elder scrolls go to playstation a friend thinks it will. Uh, tell your friend, no, it will not. Uh, the only way they're getting Elder Scrolls is Elder Scrolls Online. But Elder Scrolls 6, my friend, uh, is going to be an exclusive for Xbox for a re for reasons beyond the time to even say it. it it's a big game. It's a big franchise. And Microsoft spent uh, $7.5 billion to make sure that they can have exclusives that are relevant and will get high 90 metas that game will i can guarantee it and you know what that's going to be on xbox and pc only but again if you are a, play a sony playstation fan there are two ways to, to handle this cry in the corner and realize that you have to get game pass and just get it or play elder scrolls online and you can continue to play in the elder scrolls world you just can't play elder scrolls 6 uh and sorry to be so uh you know abrupt about that uh but that's life um you know, I can't play Spider-Man on anything but a PlayStation 5. So, you know, there you go. Um, but listen, folks, once again, 
the super chats. They're humbling beyond more than words. Thank you so much for supporting Double Barrel Gaming, of course. I want to thank everyone that tuned in for today's show. If you enjoy today's programming, please consider subscribing if you're not subscribed. And if you are already subscribed, consider hitting that like button. So let's get with the outros and get everyone out of here. Semi Games, we're going to start with you. What you got going on, brother? Where can people reach out to you on social media? And tell people about theconstantgamer.com. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, currently I've been doing a lot on YouTube. Uh, the YouTube channel is called Constant Gamer. Uh, and I've been posting a lot of uh, theory videos, uh, news videos, all, you know, and, and, and of course I also do uh, game reviews and Let's Plays and, um, you know, all, all sorts of video game content over there on uh, the Constant Gamer YouTube channel. So definitely uh, check that out if you haven't already. Um, you know, watch some videos if you like the content. Make sure to hit that subscribe button. Uh, I would appreciate it. Uh, and then you guys can also find me on Twitter uh, just by using at Zimmy Games. Um, and I am, you know, somewhat a frequent poster on there. I recently posted the uh, aftermath of my butchering uh, of my beard. Uh, so you can see the before and after <laughs> photos of, of, um, of my devastation that was cutting, you know, my beard well, shaving my beard. Um, and, uh, I, I also, you know, post some gaming news on there. If I upload a new video, I'll post that out there. If I see something interesting, you know, on social media or, you know, uh, you know, a news article or something I post it out. So, you know, give me a follow on Twitter at Zimmy games, uh, boom, fantastic show as always. Thank you so much for, uh, you know, uh, obviously, you know, those two, three years ago, whenever I I sent you a message saying, Hey, can I be on your podcast for, you know, saying the, saying the, you know, the Y word? Yes. So thank you so much for that. And uh, it was a pleasure being on the show today. Well, thank you for being a part of it, brother. Definitely appreciate that very much. And of course uh, you uh, was great. It was great to have you on today's show. Pong soul. Why don't you tell everyone about what you got going on? And quite frankly, there is a lot. Uh, not only do you have your <laughs> Saturday show at 10 a.m. Eastern standard time uh, with your good friend, but also you're a part of, not only this show, but someone else's show that's a big, become a, 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 a regular with the community in MAV at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Friday evenings. Talk about that program and where can people reach out to you on social media? Absolutely. Boom. It was great to be back with you. Missed last week. Uh, definitely on Tuesday, even though I got to be on Thursday's show, I still missed Tuesday's show uh, with everybody. And this was fantastic to come back after E3. Uh, the hype has been real. Uh, they showed us everything uh, that they, they possibly could. Uh, even if you didn't get all the stuff that you wanted, there was still plenty there for everybody. So this was awesome to get to talk to you. I'm trying to catch up on all the amazing streams that everybody has done while, while we were doing our stream. Uh, I just Love to see the community uh, invigorated and just full of energy like this. This yeah. is truly an amazing time to be a gamer overall, no matter where you play. So uh, again, appreciate you, Boom. Appreciate this awesome panel. Uh, it sucked that three bit had to drop out here due to internet issues, but man, what a great day to have Zemi back on and a clean shaven Zemi at that. Uh, that that is beautiful, sir. I love the picture, by the way. Uh, and of course, with Fuzzy and Kirby guesting here, just a great, great, great day to come in and talk some games uh so you can follow me pong soul everywhere uh xbox and twitter uh otherwise like uh like uh, boom was saying you can find me on friday nights uh on the xbox ultimate with fun speculation aka mav his beautiful wife caitlin and the rest of the magnificent seven including 
3-Bit himself. Uh, that starts at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 o'clock Central Time. Come check us out. We always have a great, great time. we got a lot to talk about this Friday as well, obviously. Uh, and then Saturday mornings, living split screen. Split screen is all one word with my brother from another, Steel Rain, and I are uh, just bringing you that morning talk that you need. So if you got nothing going on Saturday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 o'clock Central Time, even if you're busy, put us on in the background like... That's like boom does yep. exactly uh you know come check us out we're full of energy we talk and talk and talk uh we get the chat involved we're just having a great time great community over 200 subs already uh we're going to do episode 13 this week so come check us out there and then saturday nights of course with my brother fuzzy belvedere i am on the shop podcast with ptk blam centurion and Stagrilla and fuzzy uh and that starts at 9 p.m eastern eight o'clock central time awesome show uh ptk has been doing it for five years now now, just a great, great time. Uh, short show, hour, hour and a half. Uh, but we wrap up your Saturday evenings there. Um, and then otherwise, you can catch me back here next Tuesday. Xbox Factor Podcast. No place I would rather be on a Tuesday for sure. So uh, thank you all. Chat, you guys are amazing. I say it every show. I don't care. I'm going to keep saying it until your ears bleed. You guys are incredible. Each and every week you come out here. Uh, this was a big week. E3 turnout everywhere was incredible. Um, and we can't do this without you. Wouldn't be here without you. So play what you love, love what you play, and we'll talk to you all real soon. Yeah, thanks so much, brother. Definitely appreciate that. And uh, Fuzzy Belvedere, brother, uh, <laughs> where, where can people reach out to you on social media and potentially check out other shows that you were a part of? Oh, uh, well, first I would like to start off by thanking you, Boone, for having me on. Great, great panel here today, and thank you for for letting me be a part of it today. Uh, you can find me on the Shop Podcast on Saturdays with my brother Pong here, as well as PTK Centurion and Sagarella. Always talking shop. It's pretty much, you know, our hobby. You know, it, it, it's it's so much fun to kind of relax on a Saturday night with uh with the guys. But uh, other than that, you may be able to catch a, uh, a YouTube video that I'm going to release here fairly soon on Forza Horizon 5 and all the little details that were in the trailers and some of the stuff that they've been talking about on the forums. But other than that, you can usually also catch me on Twitter stirring up some, <laughs> some controversy. Apparently, I guess a lot of people didn't understand the Xbox has no games meme dying and you know, holding a moment of silence for it. Some people got it. Some are like, oh, but in any event, you can find me on Twitter at fuzzy underscore Belvedere, on PSN at fuzzy underscore Belvedere, and on Xbox Live, like I said, playing Forza or Division 2 or just about any other game on Game Pass uh, at fuzzy space Belvedere. Thank you so much for having me. Chat was awesome. You guys are awesome. Thank you. No, thanks, brother. Definitely appreciate that. And last but no least, uh, Kirby Louise. Thanks so much for joining us, brother. Definitely appreciate you coming in, giving us your technical knowledge. Where can people reach out to you on social media and what you got going on? Uh, yeah, thanks. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Kirby Zero Louise or at GitHub at GitHub.com slash Kirby Zero Louise. Um, if you're interested in my developments and keeping up on that, uh, and I always have my DMs open, so feel free to ask me any questions. Uh, I like, I, I kind of like the attention anyways. Um, but, uh, yeah, um, thanks for having me on, and I have one more thing to say. <laughs> love it love it well thanks so much for being here brother definitely appreciate that last and no way least also sean drops an outstanding and very generous five dollars of jen says showing 
my support boom well thanks sean definitely appreciate you being here and of course thank you for the generosity and i'll close out the show with something that's important to me hopefully one day it'll be important to you and that's something that my dad taught me with kids and he used to say this son treat others how you want to be treated and also it doesn't cost anything to be nice you live by those rules and i can guarantee you you're gonna have an awesome day so take care everyone and enjoy the rest of your tuesday enjoy the rest of e3 and we'll see you back here for the midweek uh wrap up if you will of what happened with e3 so far and that will be going live tomorrow 12 p.m eastern standard time take care everyone and we'll see you tomorrow <laughs>